All right, welcome to another episode of uh, Clutch is Everything. Uh, today, I'm going to be looking at the way too early, uh, kind of like a preview for WrestleMania 40, uh, which is not till uh, April 6, 7, but we're starting to see what kind of matches uh, we're probably going to have that weekend. And also, because of the injuries that we've had in the last um, you know, month or so, it's really kind of tied up WWE's hands. And I think they've had to move away from what they were originally planning because the obvious, um, the obvious like roadmap was looking like from, from last year was it was going to be the rematch of Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns because of that whole story of Cody Rhodes finishing his story blah 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 um and then when we had cm punk come back at survivor series it looked like we were gonna get cm punk and seth rollins for the world heavyweight title um which is basically the secondary consolation prize because roman has the wwe title and universal title unified um but obviously punk got hurt this last weekend at royal rumble so that plan looks gone obviously it's it is gone and seth rollins got hurt um a couple weeks ago but the seth injury is is like 50 50 because they're still playing it like seth will be there but i personally think that he probably will not and then obviously also we have The Rock who um, showed up um, a month ago or so and called out Roman Reigns basically by saying like, I want to sit at the head of the table. And um, so now we have that. We have basically, and then and then also last night or uh, two nights ago, we had um, Drew McIntyre, you know, uh, attack Punk again after he's already injured and saying how he's going to main event WrestleMania and uh, he's living out Punk's dream and stuff. So it looks like we're probably going to get McIntyre somewhere in there now just because they have to fill two nights. And so the main one, I still think they're going to do Cody and Roman. I I want The Rock to be in there, obviously. I want, I want Roman versus Rock. But the problem is I think Rock wants an actual like nice build to this match and i think if he puts himself in this match it'll be very much like he's just kind of like thrusting himself in there and it won't be as exciting as what he wanted to be because he's already said when he's been on um, espn i think he hinted at it on college game day um he hinted at it again uh at the uh, rose ball when he was there again um, right before showing up to Raw was he wants to do something like unprecedented, right? And then that whole storyline, I mean, obviously it just writes itself because of the, it's a continuation, obviously, of the bloodline thing. Roman, uh, Rock and Roman are cousins. They're all, you know, part of the, the Samoan lineage. Um, you know, we, we have the whole story about the elders right now and we don't know that um, what what the motives are from from Solo and Jimmy and obviously main event Jey Uso left and became you know a top face and we're probably gonna get that match again at some point probably at Wrestlemania um 
But I think um, I think they're gonna hold off on Rock and Roman. I like 50-50 because I do think there is a chance because Rock also mentioned you know he wants to be there at Philadelphia and everything. If they have Rock in that match, I truly think it's gonna be a three-way match uh, with Cody, Roman, and Rock. But last night when Seth kept telling uh, <laughs> kept telling Cody. Uh, oh, Cody, yo, don't go after that belt, Roman's belt. You don't want that belt. Ah, that guy's a bum, even though it's the real belt. Oh, you want to go after my belt, um, you know, the consolation prize. You know, this is the workhorse belt. This is the Dusty Rhodes belt. Um, and Cody, well, Cody had to be nice. He's like, oh, I'll think about it. But probably deep down, he's like, ah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm, uh, thanks for the offer, but I'll, I'll, I'll go get, I'll go take a shot at the real belt. Um, and I'm not trying to be a hater. I actually don't, I don't hate Seth Rollins. I actually like the guy. He's a great wrestler. Um, I just think, um, I think it was dumb to introduce that second title, uh, world, well, technically third, because they can always, uh, ununify the WWE and universal title that Roman has combined into the undisputed title. God, there's too many titles. And, um, so I think if Seth cannot fight, I think they're going to find a way for Seth to drop that title. And I think Drew McIntyre will be involved in that. Maybe Gunther. But I think he's still just going to be focused on making the intercontinental uh, belt look great. And he's done a great job of that. He's actually made that belt into a legitimate second or third belt. Honestly, at this point, I'm probably even putting it ahead of the... Uh, the heavyweight Seth Rollins belt because it's got it's got actual history it's got lineage and uh Gunther has looked obviously he's been dominant with it he's a great he's been a great um addition to the company in the last couple of years so um like I said I think if Punk had not gotten hurt we would have gotten Seth versus Punk on like night one and then Cody and Roman or Cody Roman Rock some version of that on night two but I think um, if Seth is still able to fight I think we probably end up getting Seth and um, and Drew McIntyre unless they actually do Roman Rock and then the thing from a couple days ago about Cody going after the workhorse belt becomes true and then we get Cody versus uh, Seth for the for the heavyweight title um yeah i mean the rumble i haven't talked about the rumble yet it was all right it was honestly probably one of the least like memorable rumbles uh the ending was great obviously with punk and Rhodes, and um no matter who was gonna win it was gonna be a great finish because both guys are huge baby faces um i personally wanted punk to win but obviously knowing now that punk got hurt during the match it actually was even better that Cody won and you know you give him that cool back-to-back -back win uh, I think the first one since Austin and um and uh yeah I think it opens that up uh I think and when it comes to the women's one uh it looks like Bailey kind of has a lot of momentum going into that one um you got the whole stuff with damage control EO Sky uh, you and I think the big one they're gonna do is uh, Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. Uh, they're playing that whole uh, storyline about Becky 
you know, proving herself versus Rhea, who's been, you know, the most dominant women's champ in a long time. Um, then the other big one is uh, Damian Priest. He still got the money in the bank, which I think he'll probably hold off more. But actually, now that I'm thinking about it, now that Seth's injury, if that's a real injury, I think that's how you put um, Damian Priest in a, in a more elevated status. I think he maybe goes and takes Seth's belt maybe challenges Seth into a three-way match and that way you can uh, kind of hide Seth in that match and then maybe also he can also pin the other guy and then maybe it becomes like a Seth, Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre three-way and that's how you get Damian uh, Priest to win the title but Seth doesn't get pinned and you still protect him you could also have him um Maybe just doing that one-on-one -on -one with Drew McIntyre. Again, if Seth's not um, able to go. I feel like Seth is at the heart of all of this. <laughs> Especially now that Punk is out. Um, in terms of Gunther, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I honestly don't know. Because I think it's too short now to have um, to have one of his uh, you know two backups two cronies to turn and you know challenge him and essentially they become a huge baby face i think they're saving that for another time or i think maybe you do la night right la night's kind of been forgotten the last couple months ever since uh punk came back and uh drew's story has really heated up um but again with la night you can also put him in the heavyweight belt picture right especially Again, with the Seths and the Drew McIntyres and the Damian Priests. Um, then you've got the Logan Paul US title. <laughs> I, I don't mind Logan Paul. He's, he's been a good just whatever, but I could give a shit about him. He's a good, he's a natural, he's a natural worker. He's a piece of shit heel. It works. Um, but it's kind of a gimmick and you get it. He's almost like, honestly, he's like a more just like polished ready to go Miz when he came in where you it felt gimmicky but then he he worked and obviously he stayed in people's minds and he was being pushed and he got enough reps in that now he's just like a legitimate like everyday wrestler you don't even think about him as the you know um the guy from the reality shows but again Miz is all right he's been always a great like company spokesperson He's, uh, he's never been my cup of tea, um, especially that little run where him and R-Truth were the most dangerous people in the world and they were attacking everybody. And speaking of which, R-Truth is just amazing. I'm so happy he came back and he's just, he's so funny. Um, just even going back over a decade when he had the whole uh, little Jimmy and he had the whole, don't boo me, you should be booing yourselves. That was always great. Um, he's so funny. Um, and, of course, we have... I'm forgetting uh, the biggest heel of all time, Dominic Mysterio. You've got that still going. Um, you could also... And I don't know if they'll do it now, the breakup. But you've got a, a match there with Dominic and uh, Damian Priest if they ever wanted to do it. You know, to break up the... Uh, the uh, uh, their faction. And um, 
everybody's obviously also uh, waiting for Jade Cargill's uh, kind of surprise, uh, you know, maybe like a big appearance. She did start at the Rumble. She was great. Oh, sorry, Judgment Day. That's what I was trying to say. Um, you've got Jade Cargill. Uh, I don't know. I don't, they're definitely not going to throw her in the uh, in like the big main event picture, but I can uh, I can see her. I can see them putting her with a good like worker. Um, not sure if it would be. It's too bad uh, Charlotte is injured at the moment because I could see that. And I mean, I think I feel like everybody knows that that one's the you know the kind of like a dream match eventually to just Greek goddesses looking, you know, women that um, they just look so strong, right? And then obviously you've got Rhea as well. Uh, I really don't know what they'll do with Jade. But um, yeah, so this is kind of like the early preview. I really think the CM Punk getting injured really ruined a lot of things. <laughs> I think it took a lot of like air out of the room, kind of so to say. Um, just because this was going to be his first WrestleMania in uh, in a decade, in over a decade, right? Because he didn't, uh, he wasn't there for the four, 2014 one. He left before it. And um, he's still amazing. He's so great on the mic. He's still the best storyteller in the world, I would say, probably. Probably one of the best all time. Um, he's probably not up there with Stone Cold and uh, The Rock in terms of just like, just the uh the aura and the the charisma and the presence that they have when they're in the arena where just everything is just like revolving around them um but punk has been the best thing in the basically probably in the post attitude era he's probably been the best thing in wrestling since then i mean the the run in 2011 was just amazing um the summer of punk um so yeah, I'm really glad he's back. He um, he's definitely happy, and he's he's been putting people over, you know, left and right. He's so great. Um, anybody that's a hater of CM Punk is a massive loser, <laughs> a massive idiot or moron. Um, it's generally the AEW fans, um, and I have no problem with AEW. I just don't find it that great of a product. Uh, but all the all the dumbasses that like started hating on oh punk when uh, I'm so glad he left uh, there because they were basically out to get him from day one and he is bigger than that company and he deserves he deserves to be on the on the A show and in, in the big company he does not deserve to be uh, uh, being wasted down there in the indies and AEW really is still a glorified indie i would say it's a very successful and rich indie because of the owner um but they don't even make a dent compared to uh, wwe but again i <laughs> again i sound like a huge aw hater i'm not i really do think it's awesome that there's a second company um i love that wrestlers themselves have an option to go the problem is is how tony has run it and how he's allowed the the wrestlers uh, to run it for him basically uh, instead of him um and then the stuff he does is also not that good where he should be getting help from people who know what they're doing uh people who've been in the business a long time because obviously he's a huge wrestling fan but he's also he's still technically a mark and um and obviously he's got deep pockets and 
That's why he's able to afford all, the, all these wrestlers. And like I said, it's great they have an alternative place to go when WWE does not need them or, you know, the whole creative has nothing for you at the moment. And so people can leave and the, the WWE universe can miss them and then they come back, just like what happened to CM Punk and what happened to Cody Rhodes and, um, and probably eventually what's going to happen with uh, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson. Because he'll come back at some point one day as well. And especially because he's got good connections still at WWE. And obviously he'll be a Hall of Famer one day. But um, yeah, like I, I really I really was looking forward to this WrestleMania. Um, but the injury at the Rumble really, really kind of killed a lot of the momentum for this thing. And I, I really feel bad for the WWE. Um, because of that because I think they had something great going with um, with Seth versus Punk and then Cody versus Roman um, and by the way I love Cody but I absolutely love Roman Reigns and I <laughs> I'm one of the people that thinks he should keep that title he should keep it he should break Hogan's record um I think they should keep it on him. Obviously, I don't think he'll ever ever have it, you know, for the eight years or whatever that he'll need it to break uh, um, Bruno's record. But just to be number two or number three all time is amazing. So I really don't think and I don't hope that he loses that belt to Cody. But I um, I can also see why. And obviously, the bloodline storyline has definitely... Um, you know, the storyline has slowed down, you know, hasn't been as interesting. But that's also because they had to um, basically turn Jay and, you know, uh, elevate him. And I think a lot of people are missing that that was the biggest problem that happened to the Bloodline storyline. Because I think having Jay in there and, and before, obviously, Sammy as well, having them in there. And you could always kind of like feel, oh, when is anybody going to turn? Uh that was fantastic and i think the peak the peak you know two nights of that storyline well actually there's probably three um the first one was that raw in the beginning of uh, 2023 that was the first one that the, that storyline went to another level when they had the uh, the trial of Sami Zayn, and you had all those stupid edits that jay's like look i made edits too ooze and Heyman had uh, his points, and those were amazing. And then Jay made the save for um, for Sammy when uh, Solo was about to spike him. And then that was the first amazing night. Then, of course, the next huge one was at the Rumble at the end when it was just fucking cinema with uh, Sammy hitting uh, Roman in the back with the chair and then getting super kicked. That was amazing. Um... Obviously, that led to the Montreal, which I still kick myself because I had tickets to go to that show and uh, my plans uh, kind of got canceled last minute. But uh, I wanted to be there for that Montreal Sammy and Roman um, match because that was uh, that was similar to CM Punk in Chicago in 2011, where it all just kind of came together. Um, you know, perfect time, city, home city, the the hot, you know, like essentially yeah the baby face kind of um just elevating scorching hot and that was amazing and uh i think they did the right thing obviously with roman winning that night um and i also think they did the right thing back in 2011 when punk won and gave us the most memorable iconic 
um, shot of him uh, sitting on the railway or on the on the rail on the railing and kind of blowing a kiss to Vince McMahon as you ran up through the crowd and then held the belt with all those thousands of people just surrounding him and Vince looking at him and just like what my belt like this is this belt's been in this company and my family forever and this asshole now is taking it and it was amazing um uh they obviously screwed that storyline afterwards a little bit you know they um but it it got punk to you know to the next level obviously and that that was what we had to get from it but yeah back to the um back to the bloodline storyline I think, unfortunately, that's why it slowed down because of the elevation of um, Jey Uso and uh, and Sammy and all that stuff. It's great that they still have Jimmy in there and Solo, and I think eventually that'll be when when J- when uh, Roman loses the belt. I think eventually, will the big one will be Solo and Roman, and everyone talks about how they're the whole thing about Solo being there right now from the elders, kind of to protect everything, but. Once Roman goes too far or something, and then the elders can say like, "All right, Solo, you no longer have to protect them. You know, go go at them." And I think that will be built into the Rock storyline, and that's also why I don't think we're getting Rock Roman at this WrestleMania, because uh, sitting here right now, January thirty first, um, we essentially have two months, and if Rock doesn't show up in the next two weeks, I just don't think they can do it. But anything can happen. Again, I think uh, Valentine's Day is the cutoff. In two weeks, I think Rock's got to show up. And then we know where we're going with that. And who knows? Maybe that's where we're going, especially with um, Seth telling Cody, hey, please come after my belt. Please don't go after don't go after the real belt, um, Cody. And um, don't forget, that's when Rock made his memorable comeback in 2011 as well it was uh valentine's day or around then um so again and that's when he also announced but that one also he announced that year that he was gonna fight cena at the following year so maybe we get something similar he makes his return well you know sort of return and he announces okay next year me and roman are gonna fight for this so who knows so i i'm i'm i think i lean more towards that it looks like they're gonna have cody beat roman and we'll see. Then that'll be the downfall of uh, Roman, and then his eventual um, kind of uh, turn into a babyface. When he loses everything, he loses Heyman, he loses Solo, he loses Jimmy, and um, all those guys. And but I also thought Heyman, there was a natural turn that Heyman could have made to go with CM Punk and have Punk turn heel, and I think that has to be delayed now too with the injury. So. It's all just interconnected, and that's what's been great about WWE lately, um, is that everything's just kind of been connected. And the company's always at its best when the storylines are number one. It's never about the wrestling. Um, when it's about the wrestling, the company is usually the ratings are low, blah blah blah. The masses care about the storylines ultimately. Um, it's it's um, the whole thing is built on. The fact that it's supposed to be like, oh, it's a soap opera for men, you know? And that's why the Attitude Era was so successful and why it's so fondly looked at still. Um, Because uh, it's always been about the storylines. And again, right now they've done a good job. They've elevated a lot of guys. The main event scene is pretty strong. 
like I said, unfortunately, the injuries are what have uh, killed it. Um, but yeah, but all in all, the company looks like it's in good shape right now. Obviously, they signed that deal with Netflix um, two weeks ago. Uh, crazy deal, especially here being in Canada. It's going to be amazing to have Raw and SmackDown and NXT and basically like the network. You know, the whole catalog will be on Netflix. Uh, in America, most people are... Americans really are just are getting screwed in this because Raw will be on Netflix, SmackDown will still be on the USA will be on the USA Network, obviously starting this fall. Um, NXT will be on CW, the WWE Network, and the premium live events, aka the pay per views, are still on Peacock. So it's literally spread out all over, and it's probably going to take another four, five, six years for all those other contracts to finish so that they can also get the Netflix deal. But I think it was a great deal for WWE. Obviously, Netflix is the most um, global brand when it comes to like, you know, TV or movies or whatever. Um, so being on there and having WWE, obviously, another global brand is uh, it's a no brainer. But yeah, that was my uh, way too early <laughs> preview of WrestleMania. I think as the picture becomes clearer, um, I'll do another episode or maybe even more and probably have a friend or two to um, to kind of preview it. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Clutches Everything and uh, hopefully I'll, uh, I'll see you tomorrow.